3: show on this Monday. My name is Bill Carl. Bill will be joining us here in just a few minutes, but he's locked up in a meeting in Tallahassee, Whereas the president of the Florida Ethics and Religious Liberties Commission, uh, he is constantly working to make sure that Christian values are respected in the state of Florida and that we're able to make laws that reflect those values. Last week, he had a great conversation with John Sawinski, the president of No Casinos, about voter control of the gambling amendment. The website is NoCasinos.org, and we'd like to share that conversation with you again right now.
4: A very successful campaign has just been accomplished, and I want to tell you there are two big hurdles that have to be um, overcome if you want to change the Florida Constitution by a citizen's initiative. My good friend John Sawinski, president of No Casinos, No Casinos has been a consistent pro-family force in the state of Florida. Years and years and years, multiple decades, trying to uh, educate the citizens and hold the line against uh, a massive expansion of casino gambling here in the state of Florida. And today we're excited because they have been gathering signatures for the voter control of the gambling amendment. And uh, we've got some good news today. And with that, John Sawinski, hey, welcome back to our program.
5: Bill, great to be with you again.
4: I want to tell you, when you announced the number of signatures, not only that you have gathered, but you have uh, gotten certified, and I know you're going to be probably doing some more to continue to put it over the edge. I'll tell you what, that's a lot of work. Um, Tell us a little bit about the process you have been involved with in terms of getting these signatures.
5: Sure. You know, Bill, we started gathering signatures a couple of years ago. We gathered first about a hundred thousand signatures so that we would be able to put our issue before the supreme court of florida because before it can be placed on the ballot the court has to make sure that the language is clear and unambiguous and not deceptive and that it doesn't violate the state's single subject requirement for an issue to be on the ballot and so we began gathering signatures in late 2015 and placed the issue before the court and waited a while. We did not gather the signatures and because it costs a lot of money to operate and takes a lot of time and energy. Wanted to get a green light from the court first, which happened in April of this year. And then we began gathering signatures in earnest once again. And, <clears throat> and when I say this year, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a new year, so in 2017. <laughs> And so during 2017, between April and December, uh, we gathered another 1.1 million signatures from voters across Florida. And the supervisors of elections certify those petition signatures against the original voting record. And once you get 766,000 and change and gather enough signatures from at least half of Florida's congressional districts, and they're verified the issue goes before voters and uh, actually on Friday we knew we had sufficient signatures verified by local supervisors but it became official yesterday when Florida's Secretary of State certified our amendment as amendment three on the November ballot and what that amendment says is that in order for a form of casino gambling to be legal within the state that it has to be approved by Florida voters through constitutional initiative, through a petition drive, just like we did. And the reason we did it that way is we wanted to remove the politicians entirely uh, from the, the, the business of approving casino gambling. You know, for decades in the state, it was always that way, that when gambling was considered, it was the voters, not the politicians, who decided matters because it was a matter within our state constitution they're reserved it that way. But in more recent years, uh, really, there's been a lot more chutzpah on the part of the casino industry and on the part of, you know, some of our politicians to where, you know, they want to legalize. I had one of them tell me when I was lobbying there last year that <clears throat> to put them on every street corner if he could. And that's the wisdom of a lot of people, particularly on the Senate side, it seems um, in in Tallahassee. And so. We felt that this is a matter that once more belongs solely in the hands of the people of Florida, um, not in the hands of the politicians, and that that's our best bet, uh, to be able to keep Florida from being overrun by Las Vegas-style casinos.
4: Mm. Now, contrary to what the Senate may feel, um, Las Vegas several years ago um, tried this. They tried the family-friendly Las Vegas. And uh, it fell flat on its face. And so uh, Las Vegas has sort of uh, gone away from inviting families to Las Vegas. They've reverted back to the gambling and adult entertainment. Let me repeat, gambling plus adult entertainment. That's how gambling is successful. Talk about that for a moment in terms of uh, the recent report that in 2016, we just learned from Visit Florida, we had record tourists to the state. We don't want to mess with our branding, and we don't want to mess with the revenue source that comes from sales tax and other sources that allows us to appreciate our visitors because they keep us from having a state income tax, right?
5: No, absolutely. Absolutely, Bill. And what's interesting is one of the best reports I've seen on the subject of gambling versus family-friendly tourism was done by the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, UNLV their their tourism studies uh department did a very thorough analysis and case study of the attempts that las vegas made in the 1990s to rebrand itself as both family friendly and gambling and it was a complete bomb for them and what this report really brought out was the fact when people go on a vacation they're looking for an experience they're 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 moved by what they're going to do together and what they're going to see and what they're going to be a part of. And the gambling you know, side of things is so antithetical to family-friendly fun uh, that it just fell flat on its face in Las Vegas. Um, and what's interesting as we see not only that comparison but also as Florida emerged from the Great Recession – Tourism was the, one of the first economic sectors to rebound was family-friendly tourism, whereas gambling destinations were really in, in the ditch still for many years after, you know, Florida's tourism economy rebounded. And if you think about it, you know, my parents <laughs> – I, I grew up with Depression-era sensibilities from my parents who grew up in the, in the Great Depression and my parents the idea of gambling would have seemed just crazy to them like throwing money away and i think a lot of us now having lived through the great recession ourselves i honestly think that there are a lot of people who look at gambling as something like well that's just a complete waste of money which it is and so what we have seen is these is these uh these gambling destinations have had a much harder time reconnecting with their client base than family-friendly. And so, yeah, Florida's record numbers in tourism now. And we've always asked, why would we in Florida trade something that works for something that's a proven loser?
4: Mm. I want to tell you, we've got a hard break coming up, but um, here's what you need to remember. A couple of things. Vote yes on Amendment 3. Vote yes on Amendment 3, November ballot. And right now, I want you to go to NoCasinos.org. That's NoCasinos.org. We all need to get... Uh, uh, boned up on this topic to tell our friends it is up to the voters of florida to decide any expansion of gambling and i want to salute john sawinski and no casinos for an outstanding job but john we got a heartbreak; break gotta let you go we'll have you Great. back again good work my Bill, brother. thank
5: you for your continued help appreciate it take care
4: my friend Hey, Bill Bunkley here, and yes, it is me, and yes, I am live in Tallahassee. Arrived just uh, actually within the hour and went directly to the Tallahassee Civic Center and just had the distinct honor of addressing uh, the Florida Family Policy Council, who is having their legislative days today and tomorrow with uh, John Stenberger, of course, as president. For those of you listening in Lakeland this afternoon, you probably know you have a new mayor. Bill Munts, and he's uh, actually chairman of the board for Florida Family Policy Council. He's here, had a chance to say hello to he and his lovely wife, and uh, had some fun at the podium, by the way, uh, calling him Mr. Mayor, Mr. Mayor. I said that had a pretty good ring to it. Hey, thanks for being with us as we are getting reset for week number three of the Florida legislature here in Tallahassee, and uh, we're going to have a pretty lively week. But uh, all eyes are back to Washington, D.C. So before we take our first break, and that'll be my topic of the day, we're actually going to be shifting our focus from Tallahassee as this is the travel day. Been some meetings, committee meetings this afternoon, but basically we'll get uh, up and going in earnest tomorrow morning about 8 or 8.30. But uh, it looks like that uh, the deal is in place. The Senate is um, going to be voting. They had the trial vote uh Not long ago, where they had, I think, 81 senators uh, voted to break the filibuster. So it looks like that um, sometime between now and the time that we go off the air, just shortly before 6 o'clock, I think I'll be able to announce to you that there has been a bipartisan effort uh, to keep the uh, government open until February the 8th. In fact, the, the Senate vote is actually underway as we speak. Three days, the government was shut down. Three days, uh, we're going to be finding out the government uh, is going to be getting underway. And um, I'm going to be opening up the phone lines because I'm trying to figure out, since there was nothing in the continuing resolution that those on the left um, opposed, and uh, we've had this dance for three days, nothing's changed. There's nothing being added to the bill. Uh, so what have we accomplished? What has the Democrats accomplished? And, uh, of course, uh, it was, uh, the Schumer shutdown and then Chuck Schumer, uh, maybe I'm the only one on Friday night. That's up at two o'clock in the morning, Michael, watching the Senate deliberations. And of course, uh, Chuck Schumer tried to then change the moniker to the Trump shutdown, but, uh, it was kind of late because, uh, what was it? New York times, possibly Washington post, um, they had already reported that uh, the Democrats had an opportunity to avert the shutdown, and they didn't. So we're going um, to be having an opportunity to hear from uh, the Senate Majority Leader uh, Mitch McConnell. Of course, this was a little bit earlier this afternoon as this transaction was uh, unfolding. So hopefully it won't be too long before some of our men... And women who are serving in the armed forces, Uh, of course, they weren't going to lose their pay, just they weren't going to get paid. They get paid on the 1st and the 15th. We have those. We have some of the Border Patrol agents that weren't going to get paid. Uh, Just some of those services that would really hurt, um, you know, real Americans. Totally unnecessary. Totally uh, not called for. Um, But I will tell you, um, the... The Republicans have to stop doing what the Democrats did pretty much all throughout Obama's administration, President Obama's administration. That is, all of these continuing resolutions, um, we got to get this thing taken care of. The government needs to function as a government, and that is, once a year, go through the committee process. Both sides get to contribute. We come up with a budget that, quite frankly, the majority of the House, the majority of the Senate, and then those two chambers coming together, and something the president can live with, it is time for us to get this country back to governing. I think we're headed in the right direction. The markets are up uh, in the last couple of hours as they anticipate uh, this. So when we come back, 877-943-9673, we'll talk about the government shutdown. I'm Bill Bunkley, live from Tallahassee. Don't go away. I'll be right back.
6: Are you drowning in IRS tax debt?
5: I owe the IRS $37,000.
6: Get ready for a toll-free hotline. Take advantage of new IRS tax forgiveness programs that may protect you from IRS collection agencies. They have the power to garnish your wages, put liens on your property, and levy your bank account. Civic Tax Relief can help protect you from the IRS.
5: Civic Tax Relief basically represented me against the IRS, and by the time everything was completed, I didn't owe the IRS anything.
6: Find out about the Fresh Start program that is now available through Civic Tax Relief. Civic Tax Relief's special tax hotline can help you discover all the relief programs available for free.
5: I would recommend anyone who has a tax problem to contact Civic Tax Relief.
6: Just call 800-210-6779. 800-210-6779. Don't wait. Call now. 800-210-6779. 800-210-6779.
7: Hi, this is Philip DeCoursey of Know the Truth, and I recently sat down to record a special interview just for you. I'm introducing our exciting new series in the book of Jonah and sharing our newest ministry effort to reach more people with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Join me to learn how you can help men and women in your city to know the truth. Be listening right here on Faith Talk, 570 a.m., 910 a.m., and 102.1 f.m.
3: You don't have
7: to put up with any malarkey. Self-checkout seems
3: convenient, but the store is the big winner. They save tons of money on labor, but you pay the same price. With Mr. Sparky, if you request an electrician at MrSparkyFlorida.com, we'll knock 40 bucks off the cost of our basic service call. That's right. Request an electrician at MrSparkyFlorida.com, and the service call is only $19. And I understand there's a new jingle? Problems, Problems with, with electric, something's, something's wrong. Click, click MrSparkyFlorida.com. Uh, yeah, we'll work on that.
4: Hey, we're back. Bill Bunkley here, and I got to tell you, the pressure is on when I'm in Tallahassee. It's about uh, 21 minutes past the hour. And what I mean by the pressure is our one, our only Mr. Mike Miracle. Sometimes he has to perform miracles on a Bill Bunkley show. Um, give a little idea about how we were shaping up today. I had accepted invitation back in December, way back, to uh, speak at the Florida Family Policy Council. So, um, um, had a time slot of 3:38, um, and so um and, and John Stenberger over there, they were on a pretty tight ship. So anyway, um, it was obvious that uh, even though our broadcast facility right here across from the Capitol. Uh, is only a couple of blocks down the hill to the Civic Center, which is fortunate. It's not like I'm going across town. We, um, we had to uh, bring you, which I think was a very informative encore presentation of an interview I had with uh, um, uh, No Casinos, John Sawinski, uh, just celebrating the fact that uh, uh, we've got the number of, of uh, signatures necessary to go on the ballot. And uh, so anyway... Uh, as we were planning it out, uh, give you a little behind the scenes of a radio. I had until 4:14 to be able to sit in my chair, have uh, all systems up and go for the Bill Bunkley show. Uh, and you probably noticed, if you were here with us from top of the hour, that uh, Mike opened up the show and uh, got us into that first interview. Well, truth of the matter is, is that. Uh, uh, on our clock, uh, we had, uh, our little encore presentation covered us until the time of 4:14. live radio is a little more trickier than uh, pre-recorded radio, which is a lot of what you listen to throughout the day on not only our stations, but most stations, but when you do a live show, it's a little more trickier. Well, um, I think I probably checked in with got our equipment uh, warmed up and checked in, I think about 12 minutes after the hour. So, uh, as you know, uh, it's one thing if uh, I run a little bit late, but I'm not the one that has to face the music at four fourteen. But uh, Mike Miracle, appreciate you and uh, and uh, all they they were all like, uh, in opera, in our, uh, Mike and our operations manager before we came on the air. Was like, hey, man, well, we knew. Hey, we're just sitting here talking, no worries. I'm like, yeah, uh-huh. but anyway, God is good, and uh, got across the street, back up here. And uh, raring to go. Hey, uh, let me remind you, I was so honored to have our special guest with us last Friday. But I want to give you another reminder that the Project Hero Honor Ride is right around the corner. It's going to be happening uh, starting at 8 a.m. on Saturday, February the 17th. That's Saturday, February the 17th at Tropicana Field. And uh, I'm going to invite you to come out and be a part of this uh, awesome opportunity. You're going to get a chance to meet all sorts of uh, vets, some that uh, have paid a very significant price for the service that they rendered to our country. And uh, they're going to be riding, and we're going to invite you to ride as well and join in the fundraising. There are, uh, I think, three cycling levels. Uh, There's three different routes for the, the riders. What a fun day to get out and to ride with people who uh, understand and lift up our vets and uh, to be out on the road with them. Now, if you want to find out more, uh, you can go to projecthero.org. That's projecthero.org. And you can find out how you can register and uh, help financially. And uh, look for uh, WTBN, WGUO, WLSS, uh, all three of of our stations, I should say. We're going to be there with our tents at the uh, Project Hero. And stop by, introduce yourself to our overnight host uh, on our answer stations, um, Captain Matt and... um, captain's america third watch he's going to be there on that day and we would love to have you uh come out now if you're just joining us uh i'm monitoring it's about 4:25 here in the east uh the senate is in the process of uh the vote to end the uh government shutdown um the markets responded well i know the nasdaq was up uh, 71 points i think uh The S&P was up uh, 22.67. That's because they were rallying toward uh, the end of the day, uh, which means that they were pretty confident that uh, uh, we had a deal. The Dow Jones was up about 142. So all of the markets are reacting that they were satisfied uh, with that. Uh, We had the vote. Oftentimes there is a pre-vote. Uh, and that uh, will let uh, leadership know when they actually go to the board, if they have enough uh, senators out of 100 to break this filibuster, this silly, nonsensical filibuster that was uh, brought along by those on the left. 81 votes. So uh, what that tells you, and by the way, uh, we don't have 60 uh, Republicans, so I think that tells you that um, first uh over the weekend, those uh, Democrats uh, who are up for re-election in states where Donald Trump did very well, some of those are red states, I want to tell you that they were back in the fold uh, this weekend uh, voting with the Republicans. Uh, and uh, then I think that uh, hopefully, even though the Democrats are going to be claiming victory, I just don't see it on this one. I don't see it at all. Uh, I think it was very foolish to do what they did. Um I think everybody knows now. now let me just face, let me just mention this to you. Some of you, I'm just going to tell you ahead of time. Um, some of you are probably not going to be very happy with the decision on DACA as uh, when it eventually comes down. Now that's not for today. That's not for tomorrow. But uh, there's going to be a day of reckoning uh, where I believe that uh, there will be some sort of um, of a two-part deal, um, and I think that's going to be the next major discussion. We, you know, we got two major things to do. we got to, we, we got to get the, the new budget out, the permanent budget that takes care of our military, that takes care of our country and our needs. And then uh, I think you're probably going to see a, a bill that uh, talks about, um, quite frankly, some sort of amnesty for those that were here, the children, the DACA, those kids uh, uh, some sort of arrangement for their, uh, and I'm not saying citizenship, but, but uh, whatever they come up with uh, permanently staying here in this country. And that's going to come along with uh, an, some sort of agreement on the building of the, the border fence. So what's going to happen is those on the far left and those on the far right um, um, not taking a side here. I'm just getting you ready for the reality that this is where we're heading, and um, we'll have to see what the fine print has to, uh, to uh, offer. Now, if you have a thought, phone lines are open, 877-943-9673. That's 877-943-9673. If you uh, have some thoughts about um, the government shutdown, if you'd like to render opinion uh, who you think is at fault and why, um, we'll take those uh, calls coming up in a minute, plus going to let you hear from uh, Mitch McConnell. Later in the program, I am excited, and of course I'm going to be taking a group of pilgrims to Israel and Jordan in May. Not only will we be celebrating the 70th anniversary, I think we're going to be able to make a visit to the United States Consulate, which is in Jerusalem and uh, we're going to maybe see where the beginning embassy is going to be because I've got a date now when that's going to be built. More of the Bill Bunkley Show coming up, 877-943-9673. Call in. I'll be right back.
8: With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. The federal government shutdown is unofficially over, but officially there are still a few hurdles that have to be crossed. There has to be final passage on the actual temporary spending bill in the Senate. Then the House will have to approve it. Then it has to be signed by the president. The number two Senate Republican says President Trump is eager to involve himself in the immigration debate and reach a solution that had been the sticking point with Democrats They've now agreed to separate the two issues. Republicans tried to make Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer the face of the government shutdown. In fact, President Trump uh, dubbed it the Schumer shutdown. He says the Democrats finally came to their senses. More record highs today on Wall Street. The Dow Jones Industrial Average was up another 142 points at uh, 26,214. The Nasdaq was up about 70 points. More details at srnnews.com.
1: If you know Alexa, you know she's quick with a joke.
6: What starts with an E but only has a single letter in it? An envelope.
1: Or an encouraging compliment.
9: You always know how to find that silver lining.
1: But best of all, you can listen to Alexa to listen to us.
9: Welcome to Faith Talk Tampa.
1: Just tell Alexa, enable Faith Talk Tampa skill, and boom, there you go.
9: Welcome to Faith
1: Talk Tampa. On-air, online, and using Alexa. Faith Talk
2: 570.
10: Attention worship teams, leaders, and church staff. Our team has something special for you.
2: You are pointing people to Christ every day, but sometimes leading worship and participating in worship can be hard to balance.
10: Join us for Calibrate, the worship team event.
2: A day of fellowship, encouragement, equipping, and education as great speakers and artists share their insights and experiences. Registration, details, and the full lineup of speakers can be found at calibrateworship.com. Join
1: us January 29th at South Tampa Fellowship. Visit calibrateworship.com for more information. Here's Dr. Robert Jeffress with today's Pathway Minute. It was the coolest part
11: of the day, and suddenly Adam and Eve became aware of how inadequate their covering was. And that is the moment that God confronted them. The Lord God made garments of skin for Adam and his wife and clothed them. Did you know this is a record of the very first death in the Bible? Nothing had died before this time. This is the very first death, and it was the death of an animal that God killed to provide a covering for Adam and Eve. God was teaching Adam and Eve and all of mankind the most important lesson we can ever learn. And that is, something innocent has to die for something guilty, and God must provide the
12: sacrifice. Today's Pathway Minute is provided by your station and Pathway to
13: Victory. To hear the Bible teaching of Dr. Robert Jeffress, go to ptv.org. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call.
4: Hey, we're back. Bill Bunkley here, coming to you live from the Capitol here in Tallahassee, and uh, we are set for another week. By the way, I just uh, yesterday put out our report from the Florida Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission for week number two. And as I mentioned, that uh, we don't uh, have the opportunity to drill down uh, on every bill, but I always give you the invitation. If you'd like to uh, drill down deeper on the issues that uh, we're following, uh, I'm president, Florida Ethics, Religious Liberty Commission. Real simple, you can sign up to get our email alerts, and you'll get those reports. You can go to com. That's com and click on the link there for the email alerts, and um, be glad to keep you up to date. Well, I wonder if there's somebody out there who would say, you know what? Just keep the government shut down. Doesn't bother me. We'll save some money. Well, uh, that's uh, one of the views out there. But, uh, you know, the Democrats are blaming the Republicans. Republicans are blaming the Democrats. And there's going to be a lot of fundraising. Well, there has been a lot of fundraising already on the telephone. Probably get a mailer in the next week or so about they're fighting for your particular side but uh we're gonna hear from the majority leader uh, in just a moment but I'll remind you that i do have the telephone lines open mike is uh, standing by as in the miracle man 877-943-9673 that's 877-943-9673 if you're just joining us um fox news is reporting that the votes are there to end the government shutdown and um they um, Nothing ever happens quick in the Senate, so uh, it hasn't happened yet. It's 435. I'm keeping an eye on the feed from the uh, United States Senate floor, and uh, we are not there yet. 877-943-9673. Uh, if you'd like to uh, weigh in your thoughts or opinion, join the conversation on a government shutdown, who you think's is uh, responsible, and um, your thoughts about when they do. And it's coming up very soon, I think, having the, uh, the final posturing and discussions on DACA and building the border fence. I'd uh, be interested to hear from you as well because all of this is uh, inter, in, intertwined, intertangled. So let's, um, let's uh, go back to uh, earlier today on the Senate floor, the Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell. And um, as he was pitching the deal that they're voting on right now, Um, let's go back in time a little bit, uh, to hear the logic of the speaker as he gives three different, uh, points as to why this bill, and it has to be bipartisan, not enough Republicans to get it done, to get a 60 vote. It's not 50, 50, it's not 51, 50, it's 60, um, why and how he was making the sales pitch to both sides that, uh, it was time to go ahead, cut number one.
14: Mr. President, in two hours, uh, every senator can vote to end this government shutdown. At 12 o'clock, we'll vote to end the Democratic leader's filibuster and advance, instead, a bipartisan bill that would put this mess behind us. The bill before us does three things that every Democrat and Republican should be able to support. First, it ends the shutdown and restores full funding for the federal government through February the 8th. Second, it extends health insurance for 9 million vulnerable children. And third, it will enable Congress to resume serious bipartisan talks on the important issues facing our nation.
4: Yes, and, uh, you know, there have been times where I can't say that I was necessarily the biggest uh, uh, cheerleader for the majority leader, especially when we've gotten into these um, these um, uh, sort of the paradigms uh, that uh, helps to um, really tie the hands of the, both the House and the Senate behind their backs when the country demands that they uh, work together to find some solutions. So, uh, Mr. Mr. McConnell went on to talk about the importance of this being a bipartisan a debate, and uh, the fact that uh, because we have a split government with a split nation, somehow we need to keep talking and, and keep those talks going until we find some sort of compromise. And I know for many of you, compromise is not a good word, but let's go ahead and listen to cut number two.
14: I respect the passion that many of my friends in this chamber, a Democrat and Republican alike, bring to the major issue uh, before the Senate – all of these issues. Each of us brings our own views and personal perspectives to discussions of immigration policy or health care reform or details of government spending. But we should not let the political feuds or policy disagreements obscure the simple fact that every member of this body cares deeply about the challenges facing our country. All of us want to make life better for the American people. Bearing this in mind, I hope and intend that we can reach bipartisan solutions on issues such as military spending, immigration, and border security, and disaster relief before before the February 8th deadline.
4: Now, we are getting close to the crux of um, after three days of a government shutdown. Hear me very clearly. Nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. The president has um, been uh, having the initial discussions about the DACA fix one way or another. He's been insistent that he wants to have his uh, border wall. Nothing's changed there. Uh, but what I suspect is the next statement that you're going to hear is, uh, the statement of commitment from the majority leader, Mitch McConnell to, uh, minority leader, Chuck Schumer. This is the, the 40 seconds. Um, got a couple of clips here. a Total of about, um, you know, three 40, 45 minute clips, and this is going to put it all in perspective for you. um. The first one is, um, I believe, Mitch McConnell making this statement that uh, was part of the agreement uh, or at least part of how Schumer, Mr. Schumer and Mr. McConnell got uh, on the uh, same page for the filibuster to come to an end at 12 o'clock today and uh, listen very closely and then I'll give you some commentary in a moment.
14: Three. But yesterday evening, I restated my position that these negotiations can't last forever. Should these issues not be resolved by the time the funding bill before us expires on February 8th, so long as the government remains open, so long as the government remains open, it would be my intention to take up legislation here in the Senate that would address DACA, border security, and related issues, as well as disaster relief, defense funding, health care, and other important matters.
4: Now understand, border security is code for the wall, okay? But um, very clearly, so here is the gauntlet that has been laid out by the Republicans in the majority, and that is we reopen the government. We're going to talk about these issues. Now, he expanded, of course, to disaster relief, et cetera, et cetera, which understandably needs to be uh, in this mix as well. But what we're dealing with here is, is that the leader said very clearly, number one, we're not talking about DACA. We're not talking about immigration at all right now while the government is shut down. It is a non-starter for Republicans, and the Republicans did not cave. The Democrats have caved by allowing for the filibuster to be broken. And that's because I believe they know that it wasn't polling well. They know that uh, they weren't on the right side of the issue. Now, their counterparts in the left-wing media are going to be working overtime uh, to sell this. So they have been yesterday, but little thing got in the way called uh, championship football games and then everybody was like you know we're done I'm going to bed so tonight the uh, the left is going to be working overtime to convince their audiences that this was all a big win for the democrats they got the democrat they got the republicans to say they're going to be talking about daca immigration that was going to happen anyway that was already out there just don't be deceived by that nonsense now for those of you who want to know exactly, okay, the logjam and where do we go forward in terms of the immigration debate, again, listen to this very closely because this will give us some hints, some signals. Uh, cut number four.
14: Let me be clear. This immigration debate will have a level playing field at the outset and an amendment process that is fair to all sides. This immigration debate will have a level playing field at the outset and an amendment process that's fair to all sides. And it would be my strong preference for the Senate to consider a proposal that can actually be signed into law. A bipartisan, bicameral group is already negotiating, and I look forward to completion of its work. But it's abundantly clear that the Senate cannot make progress on any of these crucial matters. Until the government is reopened.
4: Now, I want to say that that is a that is a, that is a concession. And again, let me be clear: for the eight years, especially the the second set of four years, when the Democrats were to, when when well, for the first four years the Democrats were in control of the House and the Senate, then we had the midterm elections. But let me be clear: that uh, procedurally. Uh, there, uh, the Republicans have operated much like their Democratic counterparts. It's almost a modern government, uh, federal government, uh, in the House and the Senate, that there has been limited, limited debates in areas where they know they could uh, acquire votes and do certain things. Well, for this, you've got to have the 60 votes. So you you heard the Speaker, you heard the you heard the majority leader repeat the same. Uh, criteria twice open at the outset open for amendments open process that's going to be uh, very interesting to see because now we're going to watch this play out in the committee process where you haven't seen a whole lot of that by either side where they've been in charge and uh, before we take our break um, here is the importance of what we're seeing right now according to mitch mcconnell of uh, ending the shutdown cut number five
14: we need to move forward and the first step, the very first step, is ending the shutdown. It's evident that this government shutdown is doing nothing, absolutely nothing, to generate bipartisan progress on the issues the American people care about. Every day we spend arguing about keeping the lights on is another day we cannot spend negotiating DACA or defense spending or any of our other shared uh, priorities. So, look, let's join together, put the filibuster behind us, and get back to work for the American people.
4: All right, and, of course, that comment was made because um, pretty much the deal was in. The uh, the movement to break the filibuster was there, and so... Um, And uh, though I was optimistic we would see the final vote before 6 o'clock on the Bill Bunkley Show, who knows, could wander into the after 6 o'clock hour, but they are certainly going in that direction. So uh, if you'd like to weigh in, 877-943-9673, 877-943-9673, more of the Bill Bunkley Show originating from the state capitol here in Tallahassee. Don't go away because I'll be right back and I'll be looking for you.
3: Checkout seems convenient, but the store is the big winner. They save tons of money on labor, but you pay the same price. Sound fair to you? With Mr. Sparky, if you request an electrician at Mr. com, we'll knock 40 bucks off the cost of our basic service call. That's right. Request an electrician at Mr. com, and the service call is only $19. And I understand there's a new jingle? Problems with the electric. Something's wrong. Click Mr. SparkyFlorida.com.
4: Uh, yeah, we'll work on that. the Jordan River and much much more. Call now to get your EDI trip planned today at 727-460-1225. That's 727-460-1225. For so long I'd had that little hidden sin. It was a secret no one knew. So I'd convinced myself it really wasn't hurting anyone, but but what if my wife or kids found
8: out? Hmm. Harmless? It would have ruined me. The problem was, who could I talk to? I needed someone I could confide in, but But this was so personal. Who could I
1: trust? He found someone to trust, and so can you. We're Faithful Counseling, the world's largest platform for faith-based professional counseling. All of our licensed and experienced counselors are qualified and certified by the state board, and many are trained in addiction counseling. But more importantly, we share your Christian values. Available 24-7 by text, messaging, phone, and video conferencing, all from the comfort of your own home. Try it for the first week free by going to faithfulcounseling.com and use the invite code word TRUST. That's faithfulcounseling.com and use the invite code word TRUST to get your first week free. Faithful Counseling, we're here when you need it.
10: This is David Davenport of the Hoover Institution for TownHall.com. A president's first State of the Union message is an important occasion. But in our era of political theater, there's some danger that this year the sideshow will overshadow the main attraction. Several Democratic members of Congress say they will boycott the event. One congresswoman is encouraging females who do attend to dress in black. Despite the political challenges, it's the economy, stupid. If Trump makes this primarily an economic address, he can succeed. Think about it. Unemployment is down. Jobs are up. The stock market is on fire. His big piece of legislation, the tax bill, is projected to lead to even more economic growth. The president has problems elsewhere, but so far so good on the economy, and that should be his message. The Constitution does not actually require this kind of televised State of the Union address, though tradition does. It's always possible that a non-traditional president like Trump might surprise us and do something completely different. I'm David Davenport.
14: For more information and to sign up for our podcast, please visit townhallreview.com.
1: Weekday afternoons at 3. I Work for Him with Jim Brangenberg.
2: I'm Jim Brangenberg, the host of I Work for Him. Who do you work for, really? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, your car payment, yourself, or your Lord? Your workplace is your mission field, and in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet.
1: I Work for Him with Jim Brangenberg. Weekday afternoons at 3. On Faith Talk 570 WTBN, online at letstalkfaith.com.
4: Hey, we're back, Bill Bunkley in Tallahassee this afternoon. Glad to have you with us on this Monday afternoon. We um, we just received some news that I um, want to just uh, pull over for a moment and uh Express my condolences if you have um well if you listen to the Bill Bunkley Show in these last twelve years uh, or for that matter listen to a host of other of our West central Florida um, uh, talk shows, you probably are familiar with a, a very colorful individual he uh, was Charlie the plumber. We just got uh, a call and uh, haven't had a chance to have the conversation with uh, Mike our producer. he just got a call from a uh, uh, the wife of Charlie the Plumber, and uh, he, um, he has gone home to be with the Lord uh, today. He has passed on, and, um, of course, that is uh, uh, a shock here. And, of course, uh, many of uh, my colleagues um, who um, host radio talk shows, uh, he has uh, been a frequent um, call-in host. Uh, for those that remember, Charlie was a very colorful guy, former uh wrestler uh, he um, was United States Marine, very proud of his service to his country as a marine, and uh, loved the Lord Jesus Christ with a zeal and uh, certainly, depending on the issue, um, I guess I would also say tremendous supporter um not only before President Donald Trump was elected, but certainly after he was elected. And um, I can tell you, and I say this uh, with a smile on my face, whenever you look at the call screener, uh, we have a little screen that lets us know uh, who's calling in and uh, where they'd like to go with the conversation. Uh, Whenever I saw Charlie the Plumber, and by the way, he was also known as a hashtag American Plumber, uh, but when you saw Charlie the Plumber... Um, both who, uh, in Mike's case, and of course, Ace for years before that, uh, the first, the first round with Charlie is, uh, all right, Charlie, what do you want to talk about? And that's the role of Mike and Ace. And then, uh, they would pop on there where Charlie, or Charlie wanted to talk about. And if you knew Charlie, well, that, that was just his starting point because, uh, he'd cover a lot of ground awful quick. So, um, I know that, um, his wife uh, is mourning his loss uh, today and so i just want to give a shout out to her and uh, um thank her for her husband's service to the country thank you thank her for his community um, contributions through uh the plumbing business that uh, he certainly touched a lot of people and and of course uh, those that uh, knew enough to know about his uh, the pages of his life there professional wrestling our thoughts and our prayers that go out to you this afternoon, and uh, we thank you for thinking of us and uh, giving us a call to um, to be able to mention that. And I know uh, our own Captain Matt Bruce. I'll have uh, Mike make sure that uh, uh, he gives a shout out to the captain as well because he's been a part of that program. Um, so with that, uh, you know that is that is the the circle of life. If you remember, there was a movie. That talked about that, but, uh, you know, the Lord is very clear. As we wrap up the first hour, there are different seasons. There's a season to be born. uh, There's a season to live, and there is a season to to die. And, of course, uh, those of us who are Christ followers, we don't believe that uh, uh, you die at the physical death. Uh, We believe in eternal life, and uh, eternal life has uh, uh, two uh, destinations. And so um, as uh, Charlie, uh, I believe uh, this afternoon is uh, uh, face to face on the other side, uh, experiencing what uh, those of us who are Christ followers spend our entire lifetime anticipating and looking forward to Charlie is there. But I I just want to just, you know, mention to you that there's a lot of things that we talk about. There's a lot of things that are important uh, in life uh, on this planet and in this country but uh, nothing is more important than uh, uh, you having that honest conversation with yourself about uh, the truth and um, about life and about um, the limited time that we have uh, here on this earth and how we how we invest ourselves wisely in that time and and again uh, how you handle um, the hereafter. So, well, coming up in the second hour, I'm excited because. Um, In a day or two, I hope that we'll have the website ready to go. We are going to be leading a pilgrimage to uh, Israel and Jordan. I want to invite you to consider coming with us. Uh, We're going to be departing about 4.30 in the afternoon, Thursday, May 31st. United Airlines from here to Newark, and then we're going to take the nonstop from Newark all the way to Tel Aviv. And we've got an exciting itinerary. Well, I want to talk about that, plus... Uh, I want to talk about uh, in our second hour over in our faith talk stations, of course, uh, the vice president arrived in Israel, got a rousing reception by the Knesset. Uh, we've got uh, some of those clips ready to go and uh, also talk about a little bit of the itinerary. But uh, one of the things that I am hope that we're going to do that I'm adding to that itinerary and for those that are interested in uh, not only the biblical historical sites uh, in Israel and Jordan. You know that my trip uh, is uh, the past, present, and future, and we're going to visit some of those important geopolitical sites. Well, if uh, you're on our answer stations this afternoon, that will wrap up the first hour here as well as on the biz. However, if you'd like to uh, come with me over to my second hour, you can go to AM570, pretty much all throughout west central Florida. AM910 is in the central region. And for those of you in Lakeland, 102.1 FM. I'm Bill Bunkley. Hope to see you on the other side.
10: are part of a worship team a leader a
2: disciple you are pointing people to christ every day but sometimes leading worship and participating in worship can be hard to balance sometimes we can even lose our bearings
4: wouldn't it be great
6: if there was a gathering of worship team members leaders and staff just like you
2: other people who are trying to balance leading participating and discipleship all with the never-ending to-do list
6: good
10: news there is it's calibrate the worship team event
2: We'll be joined by worship leader and recording artist, Matt Maher.
14: I'm
0: I'm alive. I'm alive
2: Meredith Andrews, Josh Wilson, Bethel Music, Caleb Miller, and more. Calibrate Worship, educating, equipping, and encouraging worship teams to help serve your community. It's a full day of encouragement, insight, worship, and a time in God's Word.
1: Join us January 29th at South Tampa Fellowship. Visit calibrateworship.com for more information. Faith Talk 570 WTBN, Pinellas Park. Online at letstalkfaith.com, a service of the Salem Media Group.
15: Breaking news this hour from townhall.com, I'm Keith Peters. The Senate passes a short-term government funding bill, moving one step closer to officially reopening the shuttered federal government. Correspondent Linda Kenyon has the latest. The
10: Senate needed a simple majority to pass the bill after it crossed an even higher and required threshold earlier in the day. The bill funds the federal government for three weeks, during which time senators are supposed to work out an agreement on immigration and other issues that led to the federal government shutdown in the first place. The next step in the process of reopening the government will be a vote in the House and then a signature from President Donald Trump. This will allow the federal government to fully reopen Tuesday. Linda Kenyon, Washington.
15: With the shutdown apparently ending, White House Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders says that it will be likely... The President Trump will attend the World Economic Forum meeting in Davos, Switzerland this week.
10: As of right now, if all things go as expected this afternoon
9: uh, with the reopening of the government, which we expect that they will, uh, the president's delegation will leave tomorrow and the president will continue on his trip later in the week.
15: A 15-year-old student in Texas was injured in a shooting in her high school cafeteria Monday morning and a 16-year-old boy, also a student at the school, was taken into custody. Italy, Texas School Superintendent Lee Joffrey says it was an awful morning.
8: In a small town, school district
5: is the center of what goes on for our kids. And this morning's tragedy hits the heart of this community.
15: Officials say they don't know the relationship between the victim and the shooter. Top Republican lawmakers say they are outraged by the Pennsylvania Supreme Court's decision to strike down the boundaries of the state's 18 congressional districts It will ask the U.S. Supreme Court to halt it. On Wall Street, the Dow by 143 points to 26,214. The Nasdaq rose 70. The S&P advanced 23. More on these stories at townhall.com.
11: Amazing to realize, but you know, it's been almost two years I've been talking with you about Relief Factor, and I can tell you I've been continually inundated with testimonials. If you're struggling with ongoing back or neck pain, shoulder, hip or knee pain, or general muscle pain, pains of any kind, do what tens of thousands of others have done so successfully. Go to relieffactor.com and order their three-week quick start for just 1995 one 1-800-500-8384. That's 1-800-500-8384.
0: Protecting data across modern decentralized networks presents challenges that traditional backup solutions can't handle. At best, you'll waste time and money managing multiple solutions. At worst, gaps in coverage will leave your data vulnerable. Barracuda Backup is a single cloud-integrated solution that simplifies the backup process and allows data replication to anywhere on your network, a private cloud, Barracuda's cloud, or to the AWS public cloud. Reclaim your data. Try Barracuda Backup free at barracuda.com.
15: Are you ready for a grocery store with no checkout lines? Well, the future is now.
9: Artificial intelligence powers the new Amazon Go store in downtown Seattle. You pick out what you want, ready-to-eat meals, bread, milk, cheese, scan the items using your smartphone and the Amazon Go app, and take off. By combining computer vision, machine learning algorithms, and sensors, the company can tell what you bought, and it charges your Amazon account. If you put something back, you don't get charged. The question now, is the public ready for a store without cashiers? I'm Rita Foley.
15: The Turkish military has announced one soldier was killed in its cross-border operation on a Kurdish-held enclave in northern Syria. In a statement late Monday, the military said the heroic soldier was killed in clashes with Syrian Kurdish militants and the Islamic State group near Turkey's border province of Kilis. The U.S. has been trying to keep tensions to a minimum. News and analysis at townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters. In an address to the Israeli Parliament today, Vice President Mike Penn says the U.S. has started plans to recognize Jerusalem as Israel's capital.
16: Jerusalem is Israel's capital. And as such, President Trump has directed the State Department to immediately begin preparations to move the United States Embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem.
15: Vice President Mike Pence told lawmakers in Israel today the U.S. believes recognizing Jerusalem as Israel's capital is in the best interests of peace. By
16: finally recognizing Jerusalem as Israel's capital, the United States has chosen fact over fiction. And fact is the only true foundation for a just and lasting peace.
15: Pence says the Trump administration will advance its plan in the coming weeks and the embassy will open by the end of the year 2019. More on these stories at townhall.com.
1: This hour of the Bill Bunkley Show is sponsored by EDI Travel.
14: Christ demands first place. There's no room on the throne
8: of your heart for two gods.
0: This is the Bill Bunkley Show on Faith Talk 570 and 910 WTBN.
13: Our rights come from nature and God and not from government.
14: You either have to decide that you're going to serve the gods of materialism all around, or the true and the living God.
0: And now, the president of the Florida Ethics and Religious Liberties Commission. Here's Bill Bunkley.
4: Hey, we're back. Bill Bunkley here. And we have some breaking news. Top of the hour here at 5 o'clock. The United States Senate has voted successfully to keep the government open, I repeat, the United States Senate has voted to keep your United States government open. Now, it's not open yet. The uh, the bill that was just voted upon has to go to the House. We are awaiting. It's going to be hand carried over. The House will come together. Uh, we are awaiting the uh, U.S. House of Representatives to vote on the same vote the, the Senate just finished up on. That will be happening um, shortly and uh, that will be hand-carried down to President uh, Donald Trump at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, and he will sign it. That means that, um, and I don't know don't know what the timetable is, but uh, every year there is a huge economic summit in Davos, Switzerland. The president, as well as a very significant um, um, uh, congregation, if you will, <laughs> uh was going to be accompanying him to Davos. He was going to be going himself. That trip was put on hold because of the um debate on keeping the government open. The president uh, was uh holding on uh departing for Davos to see if this deal could get done so uh now whether they're going to go the route of an of an, of an electronic signature, he can do that as well. Uh, as as opposed to the physical bill coming down to 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue or going out to, I don't know how soon he's going to be departing. Again, we have a lot going on here uh, with uh, Tallahassee, uh, whether he'd sign it out of Andrews, Joint Base Andrews or what. But nonetheless, um, government's going to be up and running here pretty soon. Well, today is the anniversary, it's a dark day, it's the anniversary of the decision by a very activist court, the United States Supreme Court, that found that a, a woman had a right to an abortion on demand. Now, just as a review, the, um, this was never a vote by the United States uh, Supreme Court evaluating federal law there wasn't really a federal law that had been passed by the people's representatives, both Democrat, both Independent, both Republican. There was never a law that had to be ratified by the United States Senate as being constitutional or unconstitutional. This was um, a group of um, people in black robes who. And that's the danger of when you have uh, any kind of government, and that is when an individual or a group of people decide to take it upon themselves to decide what's better for you or for me or what's better for their personal gain. But nonetheless, you had a group of um, Supreme Court justices that decided to become legislators. And in that, what I mean is they decided to come up with some language in an opinion based upon a vote that basically said the law of the land now says that women have a right to an elective boor- abortion. Now, you've if you've been with me over the last 12 years, you've heard me give this outline before, but remember on this day that we are remembering a very solemn, solemn decision. Millions of lives have been lost because of um, Not just uh, not just health reasons, life of the mother, simply uh, because of uh, of a choice. But know that whether you're a supporter of abortion rights or a supporter of non-supporter abortion rights, and you're pro-life, everyone agrees. And I'm not a lawyer; I've only studied the opinions of the of the main opinion. That uh, this was uh, an absolute embarrassment in terms of uh, the Supreme uh, Court of the land following the law, legal precedent. This was activism uh, certainly uh, at the top of uh, many different occurrences throughout the history of our nation so they did what they wanted to do they did they did what they wanted to do they accomplished it and that has been the law of the land uh, ever since and so um sort of indicative about uh, life today um as much as elements on the left uh, today of course we we probably a day doesn't go by certainly not a couple of days that you don't hear the words global warming in one context or the other. Uh, you don't uh, have many days go by where you don't have the word science and not following the science. But uh, I tell you what, when it comes to where we have come in terms of our understanding of human development, um where we have come from a scientific understanding of what happens at the point of conception, what happened when the sperm and the egg come together and they're now one, and um, many tend to ignore the science about just how fast, and I would say how fascinating life in the womb develops uh, many have not wanted to embrace the science uh, so that uh, our children and everyone knows just how soon in a, in a pregnancy the little baby's heart begins to beat. Um, science is, is pretty clear now that we know at the point where a little unborn baby can feel pain. Now, understand that uh, there is grace in all of this. There is grace in our Lord Jesus Christ. And, and I just want to say that and for men and women alike, primarily women, that um, if circumstances were such, and again, certainly many, many years ago, a lot less known. In fact, uh, women were told, hey, it's just a glob of tissue. Um, it's not going to be a big deal. Um, you don't want this interrupt your life. Look, uh, there is, there is untold number of women listening today. And you've been there and, uh, maybe, maybe you shared that testimony. Maybe it's your secret. Either way, I assure you that you will not find a single passage in scripture that indicates that whatever you have done is the unpardonable sin. You can, um, you can wash it with the blood of Jesus and you can be restored, but it doesn't mean that, um, we don't tell the truth. It doesn't mean that we don't talk about the realities of of course, what we're dealing with here. And, and that is this, that the science is very clear. Um, I think that we need to have discussions and it's, and it begins with men as much as it begins, begins with women that, um, Quite honestly, for those of us who are Christ followers and are serious about being Christ followers, and understand one of the many reasons—not only just STDs and everything else—why the um, why our Creator said, "Hey, you know what? When it's time to have sex, you have that in the context of a marriage. You have a context in this in this committed covenant relationship." Well, when you um, when you decide to go it your own way, when you decide to listen to the false voices of, of, of Satan and others, you know, you get into the, you know, the party crowd happens so often when folks are young and that rebellious stage. Well, you know, um, there are consequences to our actions. And certainly um, there's a lot of children that are not joining us today because of the consequences of, uh their mom and their dad and unfortunately uh it's a day uh, it's a day of of um, despair for me for the for the number of men who um uh, just don't stand up and be responsible for uh, the part that they play in these times so i would just say this that um we speak the truth and we speak the truth in love and that is um we know now that, in addition to the development of the baby, we know the emotional um, carry forward, if you if that's a term, of what many women go through who, maybe decades ago, were told no big deal, but they have uh, understood now that uh, um, there is a, an emotional component. And to be told that you just have the abortion and that's it never will be a problem in the future. Well, A lot of women would either tell you that very openly or those that have not been very forthcoming and understanding why many have not shared their abortion experience. They know how often it has, it has been a subject of um, late night thoughts. Um, oftentimes they're all alone. I only know that from... So many of the testimonies that are out there, so today is the day. um I don't think it's anything for any of us to be proud of. certainly, I would disagree with uh the the pride of uh planned parenthood and uh, of course, there's been some women rallies about uh um those on the left, women on the left or uh, have rallied the last twenty four to forty eight hours about uh what they're going to be doing in the November elections, and so we'll just have to wait and see but um With that, uh, we're here at the State Capitol and uh, working on a bill for crisis pregnancy centers. They get uh, a little bit of state funding each year to be able to provide the sort of um, information and counseling as to what a woman can uh, um, anticipate uh, if she were to have an abortion and also help if uh, she wants to keep her her baby. And... um, There is some legislation here we're supporting to make that a permanent part of the annual budget of the Florida legislature. So um, looking forward to that as well. And several of our crisis pregnancy executives and uh, volunteers are up uh, with the rally here from the Florida Family Policy Council. If you're just joining me, I uh, had a chance to speak at their uh, rally at the Civic Center uh, just before I came on the air And uh, I'll be uh, popping back over there, uh, John Stenberger and company, uh, to uh, break bread and share in their evening uh, dinner. So pray for them. Pray for the crisis pregnancy folks that are up here. And um, today, uh, just uh, just ask the Lord to give grace to, uh, on the front lines, women, and certainly men as well, because I have talked to men that, um, uh, many of them older now, but at a younger time, um, urged for the termination of a pregnancy, and uh, can tell you that men also have emotional distress about um, being a little older, a little wiser. But uh, I hope today that it'll be part of your quiet time meditation. Also, um, as you as you look, especially in the Psalms of the Father knowing us when He knit us, knit us in our, our mother's wombs, but also just just pray for sensitivity today and, and God's grace and love as, um, as uh, we cover it with the blood and uh, we move forward. Thoughts about that? Phone lines are open, 877-943-9673. That's 877-943-9673. If you're just joining me, uh, Bill Bunkley, live from the state capitol here in Tallahassee. Before I take a break, and uh, exciting news about Vice President Pence a wonderful reception in Israel. He's on the ground and was see, received very well by the Knesset. Got some um, uh, clips from him as well as how we're going to tie that into uh, uh, a trip that I hope that you're praying about joining me on a pilgrimage uh, back again this year. Mrs. Bunkley and I and Zach hosting our trip to both Israel and Jordan. That's coming up in a moment. But hey, ladies, I want to remind you that um, Ladies' Night Out is just around the corner. Those of you who gathered at Bell Shoals Baptist Church uh, at our last opportunity, you know the night was a hoot and very well attended. Mark your calendars uh, for Thursday, March the 22nd. Get underway at 5 o'clock. Probably, if we follow last year, probably be broadcasting the Bill Bunkley Show from uh, there. The session will be over. 5 to 9 o'clock, Christian comedian Leslie Norris Townsend is going to uh, be with us. and. she is a big hoot, but she's going to have a chance to um, give your ladies just a, a wonderful time to uh, get out. Now, we sold out last year, so we want you to get your tickets early. And uh, to find out more, go to our website, letstalkfaith.com, slash out. That's letstalkfaith.com, slash out to get your tickets and to find out some more information. And I want to tell you, a lot of fun, a lot of booths. A lot, of, a lot of food, okay, to snacks, so all of that coming up coming up on your Faith Talk experience with Salem Media. All right, let's take a timeout, 877-943-9673. When we come back, I have a chance to um, begin our discussion about uh, the vice president, our Christian vice president in the land of Israel. Don't go away. Life in Tallahassee, I'm Bill Bunkley. Be right back.
12: Trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. A financial winter may be coming. However, this could be the best time in history to make money trading the markets if you know what to do. Trading advantages help thousands of traders reach their goals and live out their dreams. Right now, many people are scared, unsure of what to do as they nervously cling to their buy and hold strategies, praying they will not lose their money. Meanwhile, our traders are systematically pulling in profits because they know exactly how to play this market. President and founder Larry Levin has personally made $1.9 million using strategies ideal for these markets and is now offering you one of them for free to get larry's strategy simply call in the next 30 minutes and leave your email on our voicemail stop being afraid and use this financial winter to build your wealth instead of losing it act now call 800-356-9852 leave your email on our voicemail in the next 30 minutes to claim your free trading strategy 800-356-9852 call 800-356-9852 for your free trading strategy from trading advantage 800-356-9852 call now
9: He's on meds, too. Call 800-444-2013, 800-444-2013.
11: There's no question you need Omega-3s, but which form should you take? will even send you a free bottle to put to the test. The debate is over. It's not fish oil or krill oil. It's both. And now, it's free. Just pay $4.95 for shipping and claim your free bottle. Call now. 1-800-340-5765. 1-800-340-5765. That's 1-800-340-5765.
1: Weekday mornings at 8, don't miss Moving Forward with Dr. Stephen Rummage. You come to him and say, God, I know you can do anything, but Lord, I don't want to just know it in my mind, and I don't want to just read about it in the Word. I want to experience
10: it in my life, and so God, because you have that power, I am
1: trusting in you. Moving Forward with Dr. Stephen Rummage, weekday mornings at 8 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN online at letstalkfaith.com.
0: Yeah, so someone...
4: with a little praise and worship here on the Bill Bunkley Show on this Monday afternoon. Hey, we're live in Tallahassee, about 25 minutes past the hour. And uh, that reminded me, and boy, i tell you what, I just love those few moments that Mike uh, serves up for us to be able to bring us back to our live show and um, have uh, honor, um, honoring music to the Lord to be able to uh, usher us back in. That reminded me um, of a very important event that's coming up. For those of you who are worship leaders, I urge you to really, really look into our annual Calibrate event that's coming up just around the corner. It's going to be at uh, the South Tampa Fellowship um, uh, Ballast Point Campus uh, on January the 29th from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. It's an all-day affair. And for those of you who um, week to week are constantly going before the Lord and coordinating with your senior pastor or your lead pastor as to what the what God's message is for the week, as delivered by the Holy Spirit to your leadership, and then you put together that um, that worship experience where we first give uh, our allegiance to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and our services first and then we we hear a word back from the lord through our pastors well as you do this every day um sometimes you know maybe you can get in a rut but sometimes it's just kind of hard to balance some things well we have created a full day event with uh, some workshops and some very very uh, accomplished leaders in the area of praise and worship here in america Top worship leaders, if you will, Matt Maher, Maher, excuse me, Matt Maher is coming in. Meredith Andrews, Jos Wilson, Corey Asbury, and Caleb Miller all are going to be part of this year's lineup for Calibrate Worship. Again, that date is. Um, you ought to make sure your worship team from your church is out and with us for the full day. That will be uh, January the 29th from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. An all days affair. It's going to be at the South Tampa Fellowship, Ballast Point Campus. That's calibrateworship.com. That's calibrateworship.com. That is the official website. We would love to uh, have you out to be with us and to be a part of that very uh, special program. And uh, I want to remind you that uh, we have a shopping spree on deck. That's right. This is a nationwide contest, but I wouldn't want you to miss out, ladies and gents as well. Uh, It's a chance to uh, hop on up to the Big Apple. It's a contest that's going to be ending next month on February the 12th. And as spring is right around the corner, and you know that uh, for those of you that are into the fashion scene, some of those new fashions come out in the springtime, and you see them first in New York City. Well, someone is going to win an all-expense-paid, three-day-and-two-night wonderful trip to the Big Apple for two. This is going to include airfare, transportation, other transportation around town, accommodations, and spending money valued at $4,000. That's right. Wow. What would you do if you had $4,000 to go to the Big Apple? You're going to be seeing a show on Broadway. You're going to be walking around Times Square. You're going to head on out to the Statue of Liberty. And you're going to be in many of uh, New York's very famous stores. Now, you can't win unless you enter, so you've got multiple options. But since we're on our Faith Talk station this afternoon, go right now to letstalkfaith.com, letstalkfaith.com, click on the contest tab to enter, and of course, uh, You can enter at AM860's website, AM930's website, of course, 1380. But since you're here, hey, why don't you register today? Again, it's a nationwide contest, but uh, I am just excited because uh, if I could announce that uh, we had a local winner here, that would just be very, very awesome indeed. Let's do this, uh, Mike Miracle. Let's go ahead and uh, get our break in and get back on schedule. I was a little bit... um, uh, running over with uh, my thoughts uh, on today's um, uh, recognition of uh, Roe versus Wade. And so uh, let's take a time out, check in with SRN News when I come back. Exciting news about the vice president in Israel, and we'll tell you how that ties in with uh, our pilgrimage. People are already asking, people wanting to sign up. And uh, tell you what, I am pumped about uh, this very special trip. It's the 70th anniversary of the formation of the modern, modern country of Israel. That's right. We'll tell you about that coming up in a on the Bill Bunkley Show, live from Tallahassee. I'll be right back.
2: This is the latest from SRN News.
15: With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. Congress sped toward reopening the government Monday as Senate Democrats dropped their objections to a temporary funding bill. That was in return for assurances from Republican leaders that they will soon take up immigration and other contentious issues. The Senate voted 81 to 18 to break a Democratic filibuster, with many Democrats also voting yes. A 15-year-old girl says Michigan State University is still billing her for medical appointments during which a sports doctor sexually assaulted her. Emma Ann Miller made the allegation in her statement to a Michigan judge Monday. She says she is possibly Larry Nasser's last victim because he was let go by the university a week after her last so-called treatment in August 2016. A Michigan State spokesman says Miller's comments are being looked into and patients of Nasser's will not be billed. On Wall Street, the dot by 143 points. More details at srnnews.com. Mr. Sparky, we're on time, you'll see. Mr. Sparky,
0: all your
11: repair
3: is free. Tires worn out, not only are you going to pay for a new set, plus installation and balancing, they're going to charge you for tire disposal and still possibly sell your old ones to someone else. Same for car batteries. You pay for a new battery and you get saddled with that bogus disposal fee. And we're different. At Mr. Sparky, when we install new ceiling fans, we'll buy your old ones for $25. That's $25 off your bill per fan. Same goes for old light fixtures. Electrical panel overloaded? We'll give you $100 for it when we install a replacement. That's $100 off your bill, and we'll take your old panel. Mr. Sparky repairs your electrical system with quality parts at a reasonable price and pays you for your old parts. Like the jingle says.
0: You don't have to put up with any malarkey
11: call. 888. Ain't
3: Sparky. Buyback applies only to fans, fixtures, and parts replaced or repaired by Mr. Sparky.
4: Bill Bunkley here for my friends at EDI Travel. If you're a pastor of a church or a leader of an organization who has ever dreamed about leading a trip to the Holy Land, be sure to consult with the professionals at EDI Travel. Just named again for the third year in a row, the very best Holy Land tour company by TripAdvisor. the Jordan River, and much, much more. Call now to get your EDI trip planned today at 727-460-1225.
7: That's 727-460-1225. Hi, this is Philip Coursey of Know the Truth, and I recently sat down to record a special interview just for you. I'm introducing our exciting new series in the book of Jonah and sharing our newest ministry effort to reach more people with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Join me to learn how you can help men and women in your city to know the truth. Be listening right here on Faith Talk, 570 a.m., 910 a.m., and 102.1 fm. Now there's a
0: place where all your Christian programs reside. All the best Christian radio stations live there. Find your local Christian station or look for one farther away that plays the program you like christianradio.com not only links you to the best christian radio stations in america like this one but also podcasts of great uplifting content designed to grow your faith find us now and download the app on either apple or android devices it's the difference maker in your daily walk christianradio.com if you know alexa
1: you know she's quick with a joke
6: what starts with an e but only has a single letter in it
9: an envelope
1: or an encouraging compliment you always know how to find that
9: silver lining
1: but best of all you can listen to alexa to listen to us
9: welcome to faith talk tampa
1: just tell alexa enable faith talk tampa skill and boom there you go
9: welcome to faith talk tampa
1: on air online and using alexa faith talk 570
3: my god's not dead he surely lies. he's
4: Hey man, that's exciting. You know, right now, um, it is, uh, let's see here, five thirty-six, thirty-six 36 minutes past the hour. Um, have you ever been in one of those moods to where you just like to maybe kind of nestle into a, a good praise and worship Christian concert? Um, I know it's not in my cards, um, with, uh, what the Lord has me, um, in my schedule, but, uh. That's just kind of the mood I'm in. You know, it's getting real dark, not that I can see outside. We we have no windows at our facility, but um, when I came back over, I was just speaking uh, before I came on the air at the Florida Family Policy Council down at the Civic Center, and um, the clouds are rolling in. We're going to have rain overnight. That's the same rain that's going to be impacting uh, west central Florida uh, in the overnight hours more toward uh, 2 or 3 o'clock. But um, it's just one of, those, one of those times where, you know, we're going to be suiting up and putting on the armor of God and going over and working for and struggling for a Christian worldview on the issues. It be kind of nice to just go and just, uh, just praise the Lord, have a little praise and worship time. But uh, anyway, very, very special. Well, I'm excited because um, in just a few months we're going to be heading back to Israel. And this is my personal invitation to you to join me. Wonderful opportunity. Uh, we have ten days, all expense, uh, all expenses included, and we're going to go to Israel and to Jordan. Uh, we're going to take you to Petra. Going to take you to all the significant historical sites of both the Old and New Testament. But if uh, you were with me last year, and uh, some of those folks are going to be joining us with some testimonies. You know that my tour is a whole lot more than your standard tour. Nothing wrong with the standard tours, but my tours uh, are uh, Israel past, present, and future. We're going to be taking you to some of the important geopolitical locations uh, over our 10-day stay. And uh, I'll be uh, giving some briefings on the current state of affairs in Israel, as well as, especially when we're on the northern borders, we've got two different locations. We'll take you to the northernmost port, uh, point of Israel on the border with Lebanon uh, there in the west. Then we will come back uh, east through the Hula Valley, go right back up on another mountain ridge uh, called the Golan Heights, and I'm going to take you to the northernmost point of Israel in the Golan. That plus a whole lot in between. The great thing is four- and five-star hotels, air-conditioned buses, uh, modern buses with Wi-Fi, the cost all in, uh, and we're talking about everything included $3965 per person uh double occupancy. That's right. We um uh, probably the last time we'll be able to bring this in under $4000, but it's your opportunity uh and it's designed to be a blessing for both first-time and return travelers and I'm excited because this year 2018 is going to be a record year for tourism in Israel. Why Many people are wanting to be part of the experience of the 70th anniversary. That's right. This is the 70th anniversary of the modern state of Israel. Because in 1948, not only the United Nations and the Balfour uh, Agreements, uh, but also the last time a president really stood in the gap for Israel. We know our president did just weeks ago with the announcement of moving our embassy to uh, Jerusalem. And I've got some exciting news about that in just a moment. But uh, the, president, uh, the previous president, uh, very significant uh, to uh, Israel and uh, what I think God is doing in Israel, was Harry Truman, who stood with the formation of the Jewish state back in 1948. Well, if you join us for this pilgrimage, uh, we're going to be a part of that. And you are going to have an opportunity to to share um, a witness about being in Israel during the 70th anniversary of uh, of this very important date. Now with that, we're going to be hearing from the Vice President in just a moment, but I want to set this up for you. I've been traveling. I I got the first hint of this Friday or Saturday. Uh, I can't verify this, but as you know, the United States, very controversial in the world, but not controversial, I believe, with the Lord, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the United States is going to be moving their embassy to our embassy, I should say, I correct myself, to Jerusalem. Now, the idea is is that uh, you know it was going to take a few years to find the site, do the construction, and get it done. I got word this weekend, sort of hinted it to a few folks and in my Bible fellowship class, that I thought that the vice president would be making an announcement that, in fact, Embassy operations will be moving from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem by the end of next year. Now that is awesome news. Now, don't have the details yet. You're going to be listening to. In fact, I am going to be listening to these cuts for the first time as I've been traveling and and speaking here in Tallahassee. That is the the president, the vice president's comments about his opportunity uh, at the Knesset. But uh, there's a consulate. Uh, of the United States already in uh, Jerusalem. I thought that they would just convert that to begin with and begin embassy operations in the consulate. Now, I don't know if that's the game plan or not, but what we're going to do, that exciting itinerary that we'll have for you, again, in a day or two, once it's posted online, we'll get that out. Um, I'll be working with Boaz, Shalga, EDI Travel, and uh, my plans are, and we'll have to, Make sure that we talk to the uh, embassy folks and the council of folks. If I can work it out, I would love for us to add a quick stop uh, on our bus tour once we're in the old city of Jerusalem, probably end of the day. I would love if, if we're able to get that close to it at least or get permission, I'd love to be able to uh, have our bus uh, drop us off so that we might either quickly prayer walk in front of the uh, the consulate or if we know what the future uh, as close as we can get to the embassy and for those pilgrims that are joining me uh in may uh, i'm very much praying that we'll have the opportunity to prayer walk uh, a very significant location very much in the news uh for 2018 of where the united states will symbolically be standing with the nation of israel so um with that uh, again Ten days. I don't think we'll ever be able to offer this price again. Uh, if you just look at what the cost of trips are, uh, especially in May, um, it's uh, you get into May, into June, July, it's peak travel time. And um, they've already been experiencing record pilgrims. So um, keep it in mind, and uh, we would love for you to uh, join us on this very special time. So... So what's happening on a geopolitical front? Front, well, Vice President Mike Pence uh, first went to Egypt and then to Jordan, my understanding, and then uh, arrived in in uh, Jerusalem. I think he's doing that first. Maybe it's reverse. Again, maybe he went to uh, Jerusalem first. Uh, let me. I just got to be honest with you. I, I I don't know particularly. I thought it was going to be the last of the leg of his trip, but um, he was warmly welcomed by the uh, Israeli Prime Minister, the very popular Benjamin Netanyahu here in the United States. And he also had a very great reception to the Knesset. But let's go ahead and uh, let's go to Israel. Just a few hours ago that uh, the Prime Minister Netanyahu had some opening remarks as he welcomed Vice President Pence. And, of course, the uh, the big story is the continuing a story of the United States standing with Israel, and we all know what the Scripture tells us about blessings for those who stand for Israel. Cut number six.
13: Mr. President, I've uh, had the privilege over
4: the
7: years standing here with uh, hundreds of Jews, uh, and welcome uh, all of them to uh, Israel's capital, Jerusalem.
14: This is the first time that I'm standing here with both of you say those three words. Israel's capital, Jerusalem. I want to thank uh, President Trump and you for that historic speech, which I know you supported and
7: championed. I look forward to discussing with you as we've just begun how to further strengthen our remarkable alliance, it's never been. and how to advance peace and security in our region, which is our common name. I welcome your friend
4: to Jerusalem. Welcome. Very important. Uh, I always like to make sure that I remind you that um, uh, I very much uh, support and stand with Israel. I very much support and stand also with the Palestinian people. A lot of uh, dear Palestinian Christians. And in fact, uh, when you come with us, you'll meet some of those uh, folks, good folks, uh, in the West Bank when we go into Bethlehem especially uh, generations of uh, artisans who have worked in the olive crafting business for all of the of the, um, the nativity scenes, et cetera, et cetera. Um, where I take um, exception to is to the Palestinian leadership, both the Palestinian Authority and, of course, Hamas there in the Gaza Strip. So I always like to make it very, very clear that uh, – I very much stand with the Palestinian people as well as with the Israeli people. It's the leadership and their decisions uh, where I, um, you know, just have to honestly disagree, even with some of our listeners to our program today. Well, on the ground, the Vice President Pence, solid Christian, solid follower of Christ, um, talks about uh, the Prime Minister's uh, hospitality and uh, looks forward to his time there in the Holy City. Uh, Cut number seven. Well, thank you for the
16: uh, warm hospitality, Prime Minister, and and it is my great honor on behalf of the President of the United States to be in Israel's capital, Jerusalem. Following on the President's historic decision, it is a great privilege for me to be, to have the opportunity to visit with you uh, about issues of common concern. Ways that we can strengthen the relationship between the United States of America and Israel. Ways that we can confront common challenges. But also I look forward to speaking with you in detail about the opportunity
7: for peace.
4: The opportunity for peace. And for those of us who um, are keen um, studiers of uh, Ezekiel, Jeremiah, uh, the Book of Revelation, and uh, on one hand, where we look and uh, know exactly the blueprint that uh, God has given us, the Lord has given us about uh, what's going to be happening uh, in the times to come. and as we as we watch that uh, as we have that in one hand and we watch the events unfolding, very exciting times how these all are going to come together. Now the Vice President also talked about um, his president's decision to uh, recognize Israel as the capital of uh, Israel, and um, also, of course, when the president made those remarks, he left uh, it open for the two parties to further negotiations, not only on Jerusalem, but uh, other aspects of uh, concern in the region, but uh, the vice president also talked about uh, the future negotiations between Israel and the Palestinians. Cut number eight, let's listen in
16: in making his historic announcement on December the 6th, President Trump did so convinced uh, that by by recognizing Israel's capital, Jerusalem, that we would create an opportunity to move on in good faith negotiations uh, between Israel and the Palestinian Authority on issues that can be discussed in President Trump
4: can mm. And uh, of course, the uh, Palestinian Authority, the Palestinian leadership, uh, refuses uh, had uh, refused in the previous trip, and it was uh, it was rescheduled on this trip. Uh, of course, uh, they have no intentions of wanting to have any sort of discussion with anyone with uh, the Trump administration. Uh, that is uh, their choice. Uh, probably a good point to here just to point out very quickly. Um, Tourism is very important to the Palestinian Authority. Tourism is very important to the leadership of Israel. Tourism is very important to the Palestinian people, particularly in the West Bank, and tourism is important to the Israeli people. Why? Record numbers of pilgrims, both Jewish and Christian, coming to the area. I mean, they're bringing in uh, dollars, which is part of the economic engine. That's why I just want to assure you that uh, in light of what you see, when you see unrest, understand that unrest is usually in a couple of streets, and that's about it. It's staged for the media. Uh, But I want to tell you that um, the the pilgrims that come to Israel and then cross over into the Palestinian territories of the West Bank to go to, uh, well, to Bethlehem, to go to the shepherd's fields, and then to uh, then visit uh, Jericho, all in the West Bank. Um, there has been absolutely, <laughs> there's been no daylight lost between uh, inviting folks in to those locations. In fact, my pastor, uh, Ken Witten just returned uh, from uh, the region uh, for his January trip. So I want to tell you that um, it's going to be an exciting time. And uh, those of you joining us on our pilgrimage in May uh, are going to have quite an experience, especially in this uh, in this opportunity to understand the significance of the 70th anniversary. Uh, Vice President closed his remarks with thanks and hope for the future. And I don't want to leave that out. That's cut number nine.
16: And so I'm I'm here standing with you looking forward to speaking about our common interest in security and prosperity of Israel and the United States of America. But I also am here hopeful, hopeful that uh, we are at the dawn of a new era of renewed discussions to achieve uh, a peaceful resolution to the decades-long conflict that has affected this region. And so I thank you for your leadership. Uh, I thank you for
4: your hospitality. Uh, And it's my great honor to call you a friend. And that was Vice President Pence. Uh, there in Israel this afternoon and uh, boy just adds to my excitement of uh, what's going to be happening uh, uh, later on in May and uh, look forward to uh, getting information out to you but um, just want to tell you whether you're a first-time visitor or returning visitor we are going to have a very special time. Uh, I'm going to wear you out I guarantee you Uh, you can ask uh, folks on our first trip um, it's a very vigorous, uh, itinerary, very vigorous 10 day schedule. Uh, there's no question about, uh, when you come back, not only will Lord be blessing you, but, uh, you'll also be talking about quite a value that was put into a trip that included both, uh, Jordan and Israel. Of course, uh, going to Petra is very, very special and what that means to, uh, end time prophecy of the 144,000. That's all I'll say about that right now and the fact that, uh, we just, um, have showcased uh, an author who's done a lot of research who believes that the Magi uh, at the time of um, the birth of Christ uh, had already been scattered throughout the region because the the Persian government uh, had been overtaken after Darius. And uh, though there was Magi all around the region, they thought the Magi actually were um, part of the Magi that were in Petra with the Nabataeans, and um, that uh, they believe, he believes, he makes the case that the the Magi, the three wise men, the 30 wise men, the three kings, the 40 kings, uh, instead of traveling down from Persia to uh, follow the star to the newborn king, they actually came up off the trading route, the Egyptian to Asia um, trade route that was inland that passed right through Israel. Uh, that they uh, actually were part of that region. So all that very exciting 10 days. You will never read the Bible like you have before uh, when you come back. And then when you go back and take that second trip, you know about what you're going to see. Then you drill down. You've got your Bible in hand. You know where you're going. And you allow the Lord and the Spirit just to take you deeper. And all that uh, is designed for you to come back and to uh, share the gospel to those around you. Well, that'll wrap up our uh, Monday show here uh, on the uh, 22nd day of January at the state capitol. I'm heading back over to the Tallahassee uh, Civic Center to uh, have dinner with my friends, the Florida Family Policy Council and all of the folks from west central Florida around the state that have come here to join us. And then we'll be back at it tomorrow morning, eight o'clock, taking a look at the schedule for the day. Remind you, you can follow uh, the issues more closely by going to the website uh, of who I represent as president of the Florida Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission. Go to floridareligiousliberty.com. Click on the link for the email updates, and we'll keep you updated and ready to go. So don't miss tomorrow's show. Exciting show about what's happening. Coming up next, my pastor, Dr. Ken Witten, senior pastor, Ottawa Baptist Church. Today's message, Traits of the Twice Born. Trace uh, traits of the trice born that comes from First John five, coming up in just a moment. Well, have a wonderful evening. Stay dry overnight, like we will as well. Look forward, God willing, to be with you at four. Till then, God bless and good night from Tallahassee.